Hey friends, welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and today's episode, I'm super excited to invite special guest Ayako, founder and owner of online stationery store Cute Things from Japan. I'm sure you might have heard of your shop or even made multiple purchases like I did. <laughs> and, you know, she's a non-native English speaker, and I'm just beyond honored that Ayako is willing to take the time and share with us her stationary story. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Welcome, Ayako. Welcome to the Stationery Cafe. <laughs> I'm so excited that you are here with us today because most people know you online, right? <laughs> from cute things from Japan. So, but I, I, I want to like have you on, not just to talk about like the cute things from Japan, but also learn a little bit about your journaling habit too as a stationery <laughs> shop owner. So why don't you start, introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about when you start journaling. Um... I'm Ayako from Cute Things from Japan. I run my shop with my younger sister, uh, Junko. Junko. But she's not here today. And um, actually, I got into stationery through pen poling. Pen pal. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I started to write to uh, some girls in Finland and uh, Germany when I was. 14 so it's like a 25 years ago because we didn't have any internet back then so yeah that's true <laughs> the internet craze pen yeah. so young so your english were you like writing in japanese to them or like in english uh, in english wow that's amazing but i i don't i don't know if my pen could really understand what i was trying <laughs> to say but um, but then, so I started to uh, collect some letter sets and pens and stickers, and there was no washi tape back then, so like I just like a deco tape, and mm -hmm. and um, so I was. It's only like when my daughter was born, I started to journal. So until then, I was only using stationery for my letters. Mm, nice. I I feel like those two pen palers must feel very lucky because they got to experience the initial wave of like Japanese stationery. You know, when you started, I, was it like the Sanrio, like Hello Kitty yeah, letter sets? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like when I started, um, because there was no internet. So um, how we found pen pals was that in your letter, we had this like a little memo memo pad mm -hmm. but it's like a few sheets of papers stapled together and you write your address and name and what you like mm -hmm. so you just like a write a letter to that person oh. out of, of boob so <laughs> one day you just receive a letter from someone and so what was very um fun about it is because until i get a reply mm -hmm. from that person I don't know what kind of taste that person has for stationery. So mm -hmm. I always had some real letter sets and cute ones, kawaii ones, vintage style. Mm -hmm. So um, if you go into my shop, mm -hmm. you might see no style. 
<laughs> it's like a variety, right? Yeah. You got you got something for everyone. <laughs> so it's because it's how I started my stationary hobby. So it's I have all different kind of styles ready mm-hmm. so that what kind of pen falls right to me, I can always have something that person likes. Uh, so I have like very vintage minimalist style stationery but on the other hand I have sumiko gurashi (laughs) the cute serial characters I was just looking through your new arrival section on your website and you have like Japanese artists like Miki Tamura and then you also have like the latest like Sen X characters (laughs) which is the extra cute I feel like I always call them the extra cute and quirky serial characters mm-hmm. and, and then you also recently have a bunch of like Taiwanese like stationary creators that are like vintage yeah. so wow you really kind of channeled the young Ayako style all the way mm. to your physical shop today like this yeah. is my way of pen paling to people or customers yeah. around the world mm-hmm. I love it I love it so, so you say you started journaling when you're, you had your daughter, but what is the journal? Like, what is the book that you started using? Ah, like- uh, Traveler's Notebook. Nice. Yeah. Um, actually, one of my uh, co-workers had this Traveler's Notebook. And she showed it to me at work that she got a new journal notebook. And then I was like, wow, what's that? And it's like um, six years ago. Six I think. years ago, yeah, yeah, right, right about when right. it was started trending, really, yeah. really much. <laughs> Traveler's yeah. notebook, and um, at that time, like a traveler's notebook was not this really popular yet. Mm-hmm. So when I went to their shop in Nakameguro, and mm-hmm. um, I found the their bull edition. Oh right, yeah. the, that was the first blue edition, right? Not yeah. when it was normalized afterwards. Yeah. So I got that and then I started to use it for my uh, daughter's journal. Mm-hmm. The baby diary sort of thing. Yeah. Nice. I, I like that though. I feel like a lot of people actually start journals not for themselves, but mm-hmm. for people around them. <laughs> like I, I'm about to get a dog at the end of this year and I already have plans in my head. Like <laughs> I'm going to get a Hobonichi day free yeah. to start journaling about my pet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but that's so awesome. I rem- I think I remember your blue TN because Ayako, people here don't know, but I actually visited you in person. Yeah. 2018, that yeah. that was winter, right? Like we were, my boyfriend and I, we, then boyfriend, we were there just to travel. And Esther, our mutual friend, yeah. was like, we have to go to cute things from Japan. Ayako <laughs> says she's closing her shop one day for us to go and visit. And I'm like, what? She doesn't have to close her shop. This is too crazy. But we went anyway, and you had the Trevor's notebook, or maybe it was another notebook, but you had it out at their testing table. Yeah, yeah. And people who come can come and like leave notes yeah. and write like where they are from and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And you have a lot of like international like customers, right? <laughs> Despite your your shopping like really not in the city. Like if you think yeah. of Tokyo, it's not really downtown Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because have- because you came to my shop, so you know where it is, right? <laughs> like so when I was looking for a place 
for my physical shop. And I just, I decided that place because it was the good size. And also it was only like five minutes from my daughter's kindergarten. Oh, nice. So Convenient. Drop her off at the kindergarten and then go to the shop. So I just wanted to find a place near my place and my daughter's kindergarten. But, mm. you know, uh, it's not in the uh, shopping street or, you know, popular area. It's like, you know. Yeah, it's very residential. Passing by. <laughs> <laughs> So when I told my landlord that, um, so he asked me, what are you going to do in this place? Mm -hmm. And I said that I'm going to open a stationery shop. And he said, are you serious? Because no one <laughs> is passing by the street. Are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, because like mainly um, I'm going to open the shop only for a few hours, a few mm -hmm. times a week when my daughter is at the kindergarten. So... I love it. Your shop actually runs on your daughter's schedule. Yeah. <laughs> your, your landlord must think that this lady is crazy, but, yeah. but he doesn't know that you have like a huge online following because of your online shop, right? Cute things from Japan. Yeah. Where, where did it all start actually? Like, was it, wasn't it Etsy store? I actually only yeah, discovered. I, yeah. Like, um, actually, like I, I never thought of being a stationary shop owner. I never. <laughs> but um, but when, like in 2011, when we had a huge earthquake, I was at uh, office in central Tokyo. I was actually working at the um, patent attorney's firm at the oh. time. Oh, wow. And uh, it was even like, it was in Tohoku region, which is like uh, 500 kilometers away from Tokyo. But even in Tokyo, it was really, really huge. Scary, and scary man. <laughs> yeah, then all of the transportation stopped. And then uh, at the time, many of my friends' kids were at the age of kindergarten, preschool, like a daycare. Mm -hmm. And I heard from my friends that they walked because all of the transportation stopped so they walked for like five six hours from their work to pick up their kids at the daycare preschool wow and, uh, i engaged uh with my husband uh in 2012 mm -hmm. so it's like one year later and i just uh felt very uncomfortable working in central tokyo mm -hmm. after hearing all these stories from my friends so then i started to think about something that i can do from home or somewhere close to my house so mm -hmm. then i told that to my friend uh she was she was from australia but she was working in tokyo and she said uh maybe you can open a stationery shop for international people there's this etsy place i have never heard of it before <laughs> and she said that um she was a fan of Japanese stationery and she said that it's very difficult to find Japanese stationery outside Japan so yeah. maybe you can sell and then um, I remember that um, when I started Penpal in like nine, 90s mm -hmm. <laughs> the 90s and, um, since then um, many of my Penpals were still saying that they can find cute letter sets 
even and, now, I would say, <laughs> like still some places you can, you, United yeah. States is huge and there are some towns where there's not even like Daiso or any yeah. like Muji, like, man, it's a, it's a desert out here, <laughs> seriously. So when, when I was thinking of doing something from home, I thought maybe like, you know, opening a stationery shop is good, but I wanted to do something that I can do longer with my interest and motivation yeah. going so then i thought maybe if my pampers have been saying that they can't find a let cute letter set for 20 years maybe i can <laughs> you know <laughs> keep my shelf like going for another 20 years because they have been saying like 20 years no letter set so <laughs> but i didn't because i was very new um for business i was just you know I have never been a um, business owner, so right. I didn't know if I can uh, do it as my main job. <clears throat> so I was like, you know, maybe a stationery shop. Mm -hmm. And so I opened a little shop on Etsy with, I think, um, 20 different letter sets and maybe <laughs> 10 stickers and 10 washi tapes maybe yeah mm -hmm. yeah in 2012 i think so at the time my boyfriend uh when we got engaged he mm -hmm. engaged with someone who was working at the patent attorney's firm as mm -hmm. an office worker and then when we got married i was a stationery shop owner <laughs> Like, how do I tell my family, like, about my, my girlfriend's job? Yeah. In, a, in a good way, he calls me a wild pig because once I start running, he can't stop me. So. <laughs> I love it. And, and I think that's such a great, like, forecast story because, like, now people like us who are into stationery and I can, like, safely say for many of us that we will continue this crazy habit for at least another 10 years, like, minimum. So, so I think stationery is a great business to go into. Mm -hmm. and, and, wow, it really took, like, you know, a big tragedy, like, you know, the earthquake and maybe yeah. even today, like, the pandemic for people to mm -hmm. realize what they want to prioritize and you know mm -hmm. what would be great for their like physical and mental well-being like you know mm -hmm. I think lots of people must have like been must be taking off with some new ideas and like shop mm -hmm. ideas and you taking that plunge back in 2012 is is awesome and then and today it has just grown grown from a little Etsy shop to a full-blown website to having your physical store that was 2017 or 2018 when did you open 2018 I think. 2018 yeah. oh so i went during the first year yeah. <laughs> nice i got yeah, it that was that year was crazy because <laughs> <laughs> um like every time i try to make some like a big decision um something big thing happens in my private life <laughs> so um, <laughs> My sister and I kept this big physical show project mm -hmm. a little secret from our husbands because they they could faint. So <laughs> they could. Faint. So we just like started to look for a place together, and then um, my sister told 
her husband about it when we were in the middle of this project. So he knew, but I couldn't tell that to my husband because I know what he's going to tell me. So I just told my husband uh, in June mm -hmm. of 2018 mm -hmm. with a paper saying that um, I have been looking for a place for my physical shop and I need your signature because, you know, I have someone to sign. Co-sign. <laughs> <laughs> for me, uh, as a, you know, so that when I can pay the rent, you will be the one who is paying for the rent. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. Through stationery, you delivered a very subtle but like <laughs> insistent note to your husband. Was it a serial letter set? <laughs> you use. <laughs> he was like, what? And yeah, but like, I have to send this paper like uh, tomorrow. So just sign it here, please. And he said that, oh, because I have a big news to you that um, his, the company was going to send his team mm -hmm. to Fukuoka for, oh, mm -hmm. for, at the time, they didn't know how long. Oh, wow. So you and, might be moving <laughs> to Fukuoka. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, his co-workers, they were, you know, they had a family meeting. Each one was having family meeting, whether the family will go with them or not. Mm -hmm. But in our case, oh, I'm not going because I'm opening a shop here. <laughs> I'm staying. So, no, you guys. <laughs> <right? laughs> we have internet now, so we can do maybe Skype, but... I'm sorry, I'm not going. And he was like, yeah, that was such a short family meeting, like maybe one minute. <laughs> did he sign a favor? Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, yeah, and so now, he just spoke yeah. next month because mm -hmm. they gave them only two weeks notice, which mm -hmm. is not rare in, in Japan. So he moved. And then I was here on my own with my three-year daughter running around and uh, getting ready for the shops. So I was hoping to open my shop in July, but I couldn't. So then I opened it in September instead. But, yeah. but so, wow. Are, and you are like right now on your own with your sister running it through like the crazy pandemic like i wonder what your landlord thinks about the store <laughs> like okay i'm really worried the station store is already not at a very popular <laughs> intersection and like the pandemic is closing everyone down yeah but does he, does he know that we're still crazily buying stationery <laughs> despite japan post closing down because i feel like we are <laughs> actually like, he is like 80 Mm -hmm. So he knows that I have a online shop, but he doesn't really understand the scope, right? Yeah, the system. So, like, um, so like when I go to my physical shop now to you know clean or something, and he lives upstairs. So then uh -huh. he sometimes yeah he he just like comes to the sh shop, looking inside <laughs> the shop to see if you know the shop is going to open again. <laughs> I think like he's he started to worry that if we like when we would stop paying the rent. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's more worried about that. But but yeah. yeah. 
but well, he's really nice person and yeah like yeah that's good though that you are still <laughs> running i know you had like a little hiccup earlier this year because of your sister's children's health and then like a lot of things and and i think it's totally okay to step away from that a while and like we were all very happy to see you back but then obviously i know it's only like the two of you running so you know i always tell people when they ask about cute things from japan i'm like they're not a big company they're literally two women owned like running the whole thing together in the middle of a japanese pandemic well obviously around the world right now but it's pretty bad in japan right but but i i just still feel grateful every day like you know to come online to the stationary community and see shop owners like you like continue to to be creative and continue to like kind of bring us these little like tidbits of happiness like when we were all in very like sad times and i think that's awesome um we were saying earlier that you know you have a lot of international customers right <laughs> do, do do you really like get people from a lot of place because one story I think would be funny was to the, to the physical shop to the physical shop when it was still well, like a, now because of the pandemic like a, no tourists are coming to Japan so I remember uh, one day uh, I received this email from this lady in the states saying that uh, they're coming to Japan with a group of about fifteen missionary <laughs> holic girls this lady reset girl on instagram the, the reset girl yes yeah. she was very popular in the stationary and, community yeah, and then she said that she was going to do a stationary tour in tokyo and they wanted to come to my shop and you know how small my shop is right and i was like ah but is it possible to leave all of your backpack in the car so that people can fit because if you're having your backpack on your back and 50 15 people come into my shop you're not being able to you will not cross like the like little narrow walkways because yeah. everyone's gonna be in the way that's yeah. amazing did they all fit in the end <laughs> yeah it kind, kind of yeah, and I was like, I I had to I had to contact um, Momo from uh, Momo Loves Paper. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, uh, there are fifteen girls coming to my shop on this day. Are you free to help me <laughs> in my shop? Because <laughs> baby, you can keep talking to them when I'm doing this, you know, cashier thing. Remember when Kelly and I went? Um, Kelly from Malaysia, Esther mm -hmm. and I, and we were ringing your cashier up like crazy because we bought. <laughs> so much stuff and that was i think that was a very like significant moment for me then in in your mm -hmm. shop for me personally it was a re it's a union of three crazy stationary girls esther who's from spain lives mm -hmm. in japan i'm from taiwan living in the u.s traveling to japan mm -hmm. kelly's from malaysia like traveling to japan and then mm -hmm. with you there and we are together in this space that celebrates stationery and for me that was really the turning point of oh my god stationery really brings people from around the world together yeah. and like we we come from such crazy different backgrounds our ages are very different but but we're here for the same washi tape and that wooden <laughs> box where you only have one yeah. <laughs> i i love that so much and um, my boyfriend 
now husband wasn't there with me, but I told him it was a very like, like turning point in my life where I'm like, this is real. This obsession is not like any other hobby. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, but wow, I, 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 you must have had a lot of other cool stories with your shop, right? Didn't you also got interviewed like on a Japanese local TV? Like they were like going. I think the premise of that show was that they're trying to like uncover neighborhood goods because mm-hmm. in Japan you have lots of little little pockets of like neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. And then they were like, I I remember that show because the comedian that went to your shop yeah. was one I like really much. I forgot her name, <laughs> but she was in a lot of like travel but like fun comedian topic shows, mm-hmm. and she's like, I cannot believe. In this little town, like in this little neighborhood, there's the stationery, and I'm being like recommended. I'm I'm being recommended to by this Spanish girl Esther, who was helping <laughs> yeah. out, and she's teaching me clear stamp. Like, what is this? <laughs> so they came to my show like one month before, and suddenly they said that they are going to do a, like a travel tour program around that neighbor and they are looking for some like you know interesting place in the neighbor and uh, I was like uh but I I just can't do it because I'm so shy and I wouldn't be able to speak and it is uh, is national tv after all (laughs) yeah I even recommended my like a favorite cafes or something in that neighbor so maybe you can go there instead of my place (laughs) like don't come don't come please I, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And like, you know, um, I was very quiet, like a very silent, silent in that neighbor. So like, you know, no one mm. will find me. In Japan, um, shops really open for longer hours. Mm-hmm. And some stationery shops open like from 10 to 20, like mm-hmm. 10 to 8 mm-hmm. yeah. at night and uh, for seven days a week. Right. Like in my case, I when I opened, um, I opened on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then from Wednesday to Friday, only from ten to two because that was the time that my daughter was in the kindergarten. Yes. But then I, clo- I decided to close Wednesday, so then it was only like three days a week. So I when I was so worried that when we go on TV. Mm-hmm. And people come to my shop on Monday or Tuesday because yeah. it's cold, and they're not gonna find you. Yeah, so I, so I, I said like I, I just don't want to be on the show. And then, <laughs> but then like later they called that, saying that they really want to do that in my shop. So then I said that, ah, oh, but I'm really really shy. I can't do that. <laughs> uh, is that okay? That if my friend. Uh, can pretend that she is also working in my shop, so maybe she can speak on behalf of me. So, and then they said okay, and then so I asked Esther to come to the day to mm-hmm. pretend that she was working in my shop. So after that, what happened was that those people who come came to my shop after watching that TV, where's in, where's that Spanish uh, girl? And I was like, no. 
here on that day like because you know esther was really funny on the show she was really into japanese stationery so like uh, people came to the shop to look for her <laughs> and i said like sorry no she's not here. she helps out only like one day a month <laughs> and that's that's esther and this is esther from esther molina art guys she is amazing <laughs> so you guys have to find her on instagram yeah. She's doing something cool. I want to sneak peek that, but, but we can't let you know yet. But she's definitely coming on to a future episode because <laughs> Esther and I, we have so many stationary stories mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And but but that is so funny. So that was the follow-up question. I was gonna ask, since the show went live, did you have many like Japanese stationary enthusiasts that started coming to your store? Um because I know in Japan there's lots of like these like I guess like Bungu, like really enthusiasts, right? There's people who really are into stationery. Mm -hmm. And I, but I guess you didn't really talk too much about, you were talking mostly about clear stamps then. And mm -hmm. um, you didn't, you leave out the part that you have a lot of like amazing Taiwanese stationery and Asian stationery that's not available anywhere else in Japan. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if, people even ever come to like because they knew you are cute things from japan online but i think like um you know like uh, in japan there are so many stationery shops Very like true. every single corner you can find a stationery <laughs> shop so many. But, yeah but after the show i noticed that like there are many people from the neighbor came and but also um there are some people who came all the way from very far place like uh one one day i had a customer uh waiting in front of the shop already which never happens in, <laughs> to my tiny little shop and i said like oh i'm sorry like did i wait make you wait and she said like no that's okay because i came here by shinkansen, <laughs> shinkansen. i was like all the way from niigata, niigata. <laughs> oh my gosh that's very far yeah, it's like it's i don't know how she said that it was uh, two hours by bullet train to get here, and I was like, I I had to call my husband. That uh, can you uh, can you uh, come home and walk from home today because someone is coming all the way from Niigata, and I don't think that I can turn her away. <laughs> and I just want to make sure that I will be opening the shop until she leaves <laughs> go to the kindergarten to pick her up to pick our daughter up but, mm -hmm. you know. wow that's that's mm. dedication but i feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm totally that kind of annoying customer who would like go from like a faraway place just to check out this really cool stationery yeah. store oh no, man i i love that you run a stationery store both online and physical um, but obviously, being a, a store owner, what would be like a, a difficulty, like something that you you struggled with during this whole process? What has it been like? Um, two thousand, no, two thousand twelve, right? Eight years, nine years now, eight years. Uh, eight, eight years. Wow. Like when I when I just started, like I, like my daughter was not there yet. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> when I started, like I was, I could go anywhere to find new stationery. But after she was born, 
um, the biggest difference is that I couldn't go to any of the stationary fair mm. for shop owners because you know I they don't allow kids to go there. Yeah. For first two years after she was born, it was really difficult because I every time I want to go out. Uh, to do the meeting or to go to a stationary fair or something, I always had to arrange someone to look after my daughter. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can't, until the very last minute, I can't make sure that I can go because like one day, like, you know, she got fever and I couldn't go or, you know, all of the plan for the week is cancelled and mm. well that must be hard but hopefully like right now she gets older you you start to be able to attend more as i i did see you attend a few fun trips last year yeah. or was it yeah last year like did you guys where is that prefecture you guys went to like the where superior labor is uh okayama Okayama, how was yeah. that trip? Like that yeah. was probably one of your biggest trips so far, right? To, yeah. to search for stationery. Yeah, the meets, uh, meets from my life meets. Uh, Esther and uh, Meets and I went there together. And um, at the airport, when I met Meets, we were like, you know, can you believe that we can travel without kids? Like, <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, you guys had the same story. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And, and, and then just like with Esther, the three of you must be like giddy, like kids. Like Yeah, we stopped. We, we were talking nonstop, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. But wow, so tell us a little bit about trip. What was that like? Like I'm I'm sure for you as a stationary owner in myths as well, like right? Like what was what was the important factor when you guys are like scoping out these cool new places and like oh. picking out what stationery to to add to your curation? To to my shop? Yeah, to the shop to oh. to introduce to to fans, because I, I also noticed that, you know, in your newsletter that you include in every purchase, you often write stories mm-hmm. about where, you, where you've been and, like, what's meaningful behind finding this thing. Or like, um, you know, like, maybe you already know that I am very quiet on SNS, like, a Instagram or, like, a, I don't really promote. Mm-hmm. And it's because, like, like in Japan, when you find a state, like you find your favorite stationery, mm-hmm. you don't really get to be promoted because stationery is something that you just go to the stationery shop after work or after school or on the weekends mm-hmm. um, with your friends and find something new. So like it's like more like discovering something. Mm-hmm. instead of being promoted so until you go to the stationery shop you don't know what's new will be there mm. so because i i don't know maybe it's only me but like i by the way i still go to loft all the time to do stationery shopping for myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, um, it's like a when you know that uh, there should be this new product there but uh depending on the size of the shop, like, you know, if you go to loft in Ginza, like a right. central Tokyo, you probably find everything there. The because big ones, huge. yeah. 
but if you go to the one near my place, it's small. So even though you see the promotion of Loft saying that uh, we have this new product, but it's not, it's possible that it's not available in the loft that I go. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, disappointed that, oh, like I was coming here For all this. the way to find this one, but it's not here. So I just like, you know, don't really tell people that what's coming into my new arrival. So <laughs> like every once in a while when they feel like um, stationary shopping, they come to my shop and find treasures <laughs> that is exactly my feeling today when i hop onto your website like i haven't i like intentionally did not go on your website for a month because i knew i would i would buy and then when i arrive on your landing page and i was like new arrivals beautiful things have arrived and is beautiful and i think what you just described is really the fundamental thrill of being a stationary lover it's that feeling of when you like just want to go candy like candy store looking mm-hmm. and like you want to go to this place and then finding little treasures so we're kind of like treasure hunters <laughs> in a sense like you don't know what you're gonna get mm-hmm. but you're gonna like turn a corner at kinokuniya or like any other stationery store and like come across oh this little notebook fits into like my little <laughs> traverse notebook set and, and or like oh my god the other day i found this really cool post-it note that's a shiba inu sitting in like an onsen and you can turn the post-it note and slide it into the thing uh-huh. so it became like a standing memo note that that's you can, from kamiteria i think so I, I i'm not sure but they have two variation one's the yeah. shiba inu in the onsen and the other one is like the fuji mountain but with like pink sakuras and some cats so the cool thing is you can wrap it around and i think this is like exactly like what you described like probably you even as a shop owner have to go through that yourself to to go somewhere and just be like pleasantly like happily surprised by what you find and then decide okay other people might need to know about this (laughs) you know kelly who came on to another kelly kelly here in portland she was on Mm -hmm. our uh, episode you know frequently on happy hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) she said like one of her greatest joy was going to the pen show in japan and then discovering the brand kami terrier and like finding you know fountain pen blotting paper that's great Mm -hmm. for her traverse notebook size and then also this insert that has like a cat poking out of the book it's a Traverse notebook size insert with the commentarier paper and like the cutout of a cat. It's so cute. <laughs> okay, now I understand. I don't need to like bug you about like how you find your products because I feel like for everyone, it's just the joy of discovering it. Yeah, it's like, you know, like going back to uh, our trip to Okayama. Mm-hmm. Uh, after spiritual labor, we went to Kuratsuki in Kurashiki city. Mm-hmm. And it was very funny because both Mitz and I have a whole catalog of their whole collection. So <laughs> classic. Be there, right? We went to their official um, shop in Kurashiki City, and right after we went into the shop, we were like, "Bye!" Like you know, we were on our own, and like you know, maybe like a meet in like a one hour later. <laughs> one hour later. <laughs> yeah, and then we were like, you know, both have the catalog of their whole collection as a stationery shop owner. But we were like, oh, this is so cute. 
oh, this is so cute. Oh, this is so nice. Like it's like, you know, as if we found it like you know right there for the first time. For the first but, time. Yeah, but actually we knew that product from the catalog, but we were like you know so excited and we were like, Miss, look at this one. Like you know, this is so cute. And then she was like, you know, Ayako. I found this one, but it's not like I found it because it was on a catalog already. But you know, she was like, I found this one so cute. And yeah, I love it. It's like that moment where you're just like delighted by something like all over again. And I think that's, that is, I think why stationery is so popular in Japan is because people enjoy the joy of like <laughs> discovering happiness like this. And, yeah. and I think that's why stationery is so popular across the globe because I think it incites the enthusiastic little kid in all of us, mm-hmm. <laughs> like with, with the little, like I said, the post-it note yeah. that rolls around or, mm-hmm. or a, a classic like stamp or like washi mm-hmm. tape. Yeah. And, and it's, it's amazing how little things like that can give a person so much like giddiness <laughs> or like childlike screams yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we walk around. And I think yeah. that's why... Phyllis and I, Phyllis, who's the co-host, we have a kinokuniya in Seattle. Mm-hmm. We make it a point to just go, like, just for fun, like, just, like, candy yeah, store yeah, yeah. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see something new that, you know, makes yeah. me think differently about how I can use my notebook this week, or makes me think about that washi that's in the back of my drawer that I can do to create that pattern. So, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much. And it's great that you get to be there in Japan in yeah. person and experience this happiness like in person. Because <laughs> Japan innovates so yeah. so well. Their their stationary lineup, like this is planner season, right? October, September. Yeah. Everyone is pulling out the big guns and like looking for like giving us all the coolest stationery. I noticed you had Pine Book that came like your arrivals and I remember them because they always come out during planner season. (laughs) Pine Book stationery is known for their like little planner seals or like Mm -hmm. organizer and like bullet bullet journaling style stationery. So what 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 would be a fun trend that you're kind of seeing this year, like with stationery, um, with the pandemic co- going on and people not being able to go out and see stuff as more? What what do you think is different or has changed in the stationery world? Um, I have I have one I can share first, um, which is I noticed they started to use SNS more, like IG Live. You know, usually you. Like for us, it's impossible to go to Loft mm-hmm. or, or to Tokyo Hands. Yeah. But this year, I was able to enjoy so much of those events because they had to show someone somehow <laughs> on the internet their latest product. So I got to watch Bungu Joshi mm-hmm. live on Instagram. I just mm-hmm. like last, a few weeks ago, watched the Loft um, Diary 2021 mm-hmm. live show. Hobonichi did like a, like an entire like four hours of going mm-hmm. through every single cover and showing it to the camera. And you can see that they're all like fumbling, like the Japanese people, they're like bowing to each other, like handing things to each <laughs> other, but being very like careful and like very polite. It is the quintessential like Japanese, um, I think, culture, <laughs> like that I was able to live, relive from remote. Mm-hmm. But what do you see kind of like on the ground? Like, um, like uh, for example, um, I don't know if it's a good 
news for the stationery industry, but um, something that I noticed is that after the pandemic, uh, shops like Loft, where they carry not only the stationery, but other zakka, like, you know, different cosmetics, cosmetics or, you know, um, some, that kind of place, they started to minimize the space for stationery and instead of that, they have more space for masks or, you know. Hand sanitizers. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard it from someone from the stationery company that mm. now they have to produce new stationery so that uh, shops like Loft will buy them to, so that they can win the space mm. in the shop. I see they're doing a lot of collaborations with... Uh, artist now like this this month I think um their Japanese artist Mizutama's products coming mm -hmm. with all the planners stickers and planner goodies and clear stamps too mm -hmm. and they they are trying to produce something that will encourage people to enjoy stationery at home mm. because before in Japan for stationery was that people will do a little day trip or something to a cafe or to some like a nice stationery shop and they journal about it and they share on Instagram. Yes. But now you can't do it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, there are some people that kind of like lost their motivation to do journals. Or to get stationery. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially those people who have been doing like a, this kind of little travel journals they can't go on trip so right, they yeah. yeah they don't have things to write down so they are trying to promote people to use their stationery for like a planning some like future trips mm -hmm. instead of you know journaling about the past journal about the future so that you know they will have something to look forward to in the future and yeah, so that's so nice. I think a lot of retro items is, is yeah. coming out. <laughs> too, uh, yeah. What is that paper company, Furukawa? She Furukawa? Like, Furukawa 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 paper. Yeah. <laughs> they are doing so many retro yeah. collabs because I think for for people in Japan, like they they just want to like not think about the bad things now, and they want to like reminisce or think about nostalgic things like the <laughs> retro cafe, the retro yeah. ice cream, and like thinking about good times that that yeah. you know that used to be. And I think that's, that's I think that's great though. Um, mm -hmm. Travis Noble came out with like a sleeve for mask for storing mask. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really fun, mm -hmm. and and yeah, but I think. Right now, people are kind of like, yeah, I feel like people are trying to think about what they can do at home and maybe more crafting items have came out. And I love that they are collaborating with more artists because Japanese individual creators are like the best. I know Japanese companies, they have like mass, like, you know, artists that do these like mass markets that you like stuff. But it really is in like the individual creators that I've been obsessing about lately, you know, like to own a little bit of their art through either like a single sticker or like little washi tape. It's just so fun and like it's so authentic and so unique. And I'm glad to see that popping up more in the Japanese trend. And definitely just guys just go to her shop and like you will see like a bunch of cool new items that, you know, is, is churning out. 
um, you you also went to Taiwan last year, or did you yes. go to Taiwan? Ah, oh, yes. How is yeah, it? <laughs> as as a as right. a Taiwanese person, I would love your take on Taiwanese artists and creators and stationary people. Actually, like uh, that was a very quick planning because I didn't have any plan of visiting Taiwan that year mm -hmm. at all. But one day, uh, like sometimes like uh, people from stationery companies come to my physical shop to introduce their new products or something. And one day, uh, a person from Papia Plus, a stationery company, mm -hmm. Papia Plus, yeah. And saying that he wants to do some collaboration with international artists. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you recommend anything? anyone and I gave him a long <laughs> list of all the uh, Taiwanese artists that I wanted to see in Japan and uh, then um, after a while he came back and then he said that um, he wants to do the collaboration with Lin Chen Ni mm, yes. and so then because Papier Plus is a very small company Right. So they don't have anyone in their company who can speak either Chinese or English. Right. So they, they need someone in between Lin Chen Nin and them. So <laughs> Esther and I started to, Esther, my friend, okay, I, Esther and I started to uh, work in between them. And um, so then uh, they have been exchanging messages and designs and sketch and then uh, there was this event in Taiwan uh, what was the name of the stationery shop the big or athlete athlete yes S at athlete mm -hmm. so then Papier Plus said that uh, they're going to Taiwan uh, in August for that event and the design came in sample but they wanted to talk with Lin Chen Nin about the colors or design to mm -hmm. finalize, but it would be a little difficult to do it on the internet because, you know, they don't know if the color really shows. Right. But True. they didn't have enough time to do it um, by mail mm -hmm. because they wanted to release those washi tapes, collaboration washi tapes for the December Bungo Joshi event. Ah. So they were in rush. So then like, they thought that maybe they could do the meeting in Taiwan when they were there. And I was like, before he said anything, I was like, I want to come together. <laughs> I really want to go together. I asked Esther that, can you come? And of course, Esther's like, yes. <laughs> Actually, she, she went earlier, like maybe like one week earlier than I did. Mm -hmm. She stayed in Taiwan for a week extra. She was there for like three weeks or something. She loves yeah, but, yeah, so then like we decided to go there and then we arranged a meeting. I wanted to meet some Taiwanese artists to see if I can carry their products in my shop. Mm -hmm. And I, I always wanted to carry their products, but uh, all of these international artists products in my shop, it's something that is done by the collaboration with a Japanese company. Right, like Round Top or... Yeah, William Mollis with MT or, you know. Mm -hmm. So like, but if I have the products from Taiwan in my shop, 
I know that I want to have Lado Chivita, Lin Chenin, Marukoat, and then, but I'm choosing from Japan. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, I always wanted to carry international artist products, but because of I am choosing from Japan, I. <laughs> You're restricted by your brand. <laughs> the name of the shop. And then I kind of like realized that, oh, maybe I can have a cute thing from the world collection in my shop. So then, you know, I was like, okay, so let's go to Taiwan to see if I can find new Taiwanese stationery. And so besides the meeting with Papia Plus and Lin Chandi, I went to uh, Aya Bungu. Mm -hmm. Ofa, the illustrator of La Dolce Vita. Ayabungu. Ah, so yeah. Also in the middle of nowhere, she has a similar theme to your shop. Her shop is also not very accessible yeah. to people who visited Taiwan, which is they usually go to Taipei. And like Ayabungu is all the way, kind of you have to take the train out. And it's it, even though it's by the train station, it's also very remote. Yeah. She, they're the people behind La Dolce Vita, the famous girl stickers that took the stationary yeah. world by the storm. But We um, arranged a meeting with Bofa at Ayabungu, but we arrived at the station a little earlier. Mm -hmm. So we first had lunch together, but I was so excited and it was like, you know, I can't remember the name, but it was a dumpling, very hot dumpling in a soup or something and mm -hmm. i was eating so fast because i wanted to go there so fast and i almost <laughs> burned my tongue <laughs> yeah so what like that their shop is so so nice so nice i i had to buy a lot <laughs> everything buy everything when i went i like i like spent all my money like i literally went with a day on a day trip with my sister like let's just go to ayabungu and like like check out the place it's like you can't even take the high speed rail you have to take like the regular train because they're not like a major stop i had to like take the high speed rail to taichung then switch to a normal like bus or like a train to get to ayabungu but yeah, so, I, 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 I already regretted to brought that little suitcase. It's <laughs> a big one. <laughs> you need yeah. more space. Yeah, That's because awesome. I, when, I, when I told my husband that I was going to Taiwan for like a few days, and then he was like, you know, can, can you wait until we go there as a family trip? Why do you have to go there alone, like on your own, like leaving the kid? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but like I, I had to go there for stationary shopping. And he was like, you have a stationary shop. Like, why do you need to go to another country to do the stationary shopping? And I was like, but I, I have Japanese stationery, but I don't have any Taiwanese stationery. And he was like, I don't really see any difference in the Taiwanese stationery and Japanese stationery. And like, oh my gosh, they don't understand. They, they don't understand. <laughs> And I don't think he wants to understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 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 the it's the same story for everyone listening right now who like has like a spouse or boyfriend yeah. who like just like they they know what you're doing but they also don't want to know too much. Like yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I had an interview with Bofa and it was very very interesting to hear her her story about her how she started 
different illustrations and how she draws her girls that way and all that and yes the show was so nice i love that that you came back from these trips like to to that place in japan and then to taiwan and now you have all these cute things from japan ctfjx maruko art or or like x lcn or like other other artists because and i feel like proud in the way that like you know my my country's like Taiwanese stationery is a little is being ingrained into the same level as like the prestige level that Japanese stationery used to be because growing up we import a lot of Japanese stationery and Taiwanese stationery is always considered like the cheaper the more like oh, they are really, really good quality really good quality I know if you go to one of those like mass market like Guangnan or Jodha, like the like the the stationery art supply store that's everywhere in Taiwan, um, they they are stickers and there's so many hidden artists behind each of those designs, but they don't get to shine because they kind of like are kind of blended into the mass market, and then you have people looking at Japan for their like more superior quality or like more more luxurious kind of design, but. I feel like nowadays, I'm very proud to say that I feel like Taiwanese stationery has also, because of these creators, been pushed to another level and within the stationery community has really shined. Like with Dolce Vita, Ling Jianing, which is LCN, her vintage style is like, I think everyone has something from LCN, like in terms of either the fern design she had or the the vintage Denison style letterpress um, tags, mm-hmm. um, and then and then Maruko art with the super cute animal yeah. illustration. She's coming out with like a cute uh, um, animal with kimono series mm-hmm. yes, suit, yes. and I'm so excited. I re- I was already like DMing her like on Instagram, like private <laughs> messaging her like Maruko, uh, when are you releasing those? Because I want to jo- like I want to have my sister get them <laughs> for me. So so that's like awesome. But I would love for you to also recommend some of the, like, I guess, indie Japanese artists or creators. Like, me personally, I would love to learn a little bit about, like, Eric's small things. You have a lot of her her stuff. It's a it's a woman, right? Eric's small things? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a, a, a female illustrator, right? Yeah, she, she's female. She was... <laughs> um... It's, uh, people might not know because it's Eric's small things, but I yeah. think it was through Bungu Joshi that I learned that, it, you know, it's, it's a girl yeah, who I, was I making. To, um, she, she came to my shop one day and I had to ask her why your name is Eric for the, for the you know, work. And she said, actually, her name is Eriko. Eriko! <laughs> yes, Eriko. And then like, she took Eric out of Eriko. That's so cute. Well, you know, like it's a little mystery that it, is this a woman or man or you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, mystery solved. Thank yeah. you guys. <laughs> Yako answered the question. <laughs> I've always wondered, plus because her stuff is beautiful. Like when she first had stuff out was I think 2017, and it was these tiny like stamps that she had hand carved of all these little icons squished together. But today you can see her stuff in like washi tape, sticker flakes, even like inserts, like like notebooks, I think, notebook yeah. covers. And I think Papier Platz collabed with her, with her to really bring her stuff out to the market. Like I can even find her stuff now at Stickerific, which is a Malaysian stationery store. So it's like you can find 
a lot of her stuff. But and what other that she um designs all these stationaries motif things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she she be, um she said that it's only like two years that she actually started to work as full time illustrator. Wow. Before that, she was working at a stationery shop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, like, and I love her drawing all these stationery illustrations because I know that she was working at a stationery shop. So, she loves stationery. So, I can see the love in yeah. her designs. Yes. Absolutely. Well, well, tell us a little bit, maybe like what other, maybe like one or two more Japanese like artists or creators you would love to recommend or introduce to people who were not familiar. So one artist is uh, Momoro. I have some of her art um, products in my shop. What is very special about her is that she draws all these cute animal designs, but she doesn't, she is an illustrator. And she basically, you can buy her products at events. Oh, she's like the exclusive. She yeah, she <laughs> she doesn't produce stationery. Mm-hmm. So, but she sometimes for events she produces some stationeries or postcards. But basically, you can find her products. Is she but the one she, that did the polar bear holding the coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that stamp so yeah. much. <laughs> I know. And like right now, uh, I'm working with her for the collaboration rubber stamps and stickers. And oh, I, I just say I'm just gonna show you this uh, samples. They just arrived here yesterday. <laughs> That's so exciting! I know. I love her stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, she yes. Has, yes. She has this um, polar bear, bear series, letter writing motif. And I know the, the polar bear is a mailman, right? Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. And uh, because I, I write letters, I love her yeah, mail theme things. And then also, um, uh, I don't have it here, but um, there's this artist called Tales on the Desk. Also, her products are only available at events uh, but maybe you can find her uh website so i'm doing some collaboration for rubber stamps with her right now and i'm on her website tales on the desk and she has amazing wrapping paper patterns like it's a very kind of vintage but illustrative style Mm -hmm. and oh wow they're really amazing and it's letter sets kind of down to your so yeah. so you're oh my gosh i cannot wait she because she has like the little girl she illustrates is like the like the and like the western fairy tale kind of yeah. style that little girls with like you know mushrooms or like other bigger like fairy tale motifs and i know you have a lot of other japanese creators like on your website if you search mm-hmm. by japanese creator you have like igloo dining which is like the clear stamp artist mm-hmm. that usually see with Sakura Lala, like the, those are the two kind of like little mm-hmm. icon stamps. Oh, another one I like is Non Lala. Uh-huh. Didn't she do something with you guys at Bungu Joshi, Bungu Joshi last, <laughs> last year? year. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, they came to my shop um, with Kubomino. She, she came to my shop with Kubominoki um, on the e- last year. I think it was in summer. And then they said that they're coming to Tokyo again for December's Bungo Joshi because they are attending there. 
And I was like, wow, so excited. But then they said that because they are from Sendai, it's like a two hours by bullet train. Right. And uh, they have small kids. So then they couldn't come on the first day for mm-hmm. the whole four days. So then um, again, Esther and I were like, oh, can we work <laughs> at Bungu Joshi instead of you guys when you can't come? <laughs> And they were like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, of course. And uh, so, first two days, uh, Kubo Minoki was not there. So, uh, Esther and I were there with um, Nomala, mm-hmm. and it, it was really funny because um, on Wednesday they had this um, pre-opening for the press. Right. And I was there. Uh, I got a pass from the Bungu Joshi as a press to introduce Bungu Joshi to international. So then I had a, a media pass on right. Wednesday for the pre-opening. And then um, when I went into the Bungu Joshi area, it's a place where all these stationary makers are there. Mm-hmm. And for the marketing reason, many of these companies have this uh, salesperson as a staff so that they can learn what design is popular or something like that right and so which means that um there are many salespeople that i know and they know <laughs> and i showed up with the press uh you know they know that i am a very small stationary shop mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere and i have this media press <laughs> tag and taking pictures and then on that day, I could buy some of the products there mm-hmm. at the pre-opening. And then I had bag full of new products in there. And like the salespeople were there like, ah, Ayako, um, I believe you already ordered this product for your shop, which is coming in two weeks. And I said, yeah, I know they're coming to my shop in two weeks, but I can't wait. I just... Today, I'm not a shop owner. I am a shopper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, like, you know, um, every time I stop at the stationery maker's booth, Mm -hmm. and they were like, why are you here as a press? And, oh, you have that one in your bag. It's coming to your shop in, like... (laughs) I love it. Oh, it would be... I, I wish I was there. I wanted to go this year. I, I feel like I said it so many times on this podcast, but my original goal was to visit Bungu Joshi in person this December. Last year, Rainbowholic went, Nitz also went, and you know, I, I was like FOMOing so hard on Instagram, looking at you guys' like live feed, and I was like, Esther, I can't believe you're working non-Lala's booth. Like, what are you doing there? <laughs> like, this is not your job, <laughs> but... Because she was like having so much fun and and I wish I can go next year. Like I, I don't know if they're gonna hold, hold, host it again or like you know whether the situation with the world is yeah, but I hope so but I plan to go back to Taiwan for my wedding, so I definitely want to make a detour to Japan. Like that is yeah. like for sure. Um <laughs> husband's already committed to the trip. He's like he's like, I'll let you stay a, another week on your own <laughs> and I'll just fly back to Seattle early. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I have made a lot of plans to meet a lot of people <laughs> on this trip. 
So uh, I really hope that they can do some events next year, like um, like Kamihaku and yeah, all the all the great stationary events. Yeah. It's funny because actually Taiwan just had a really fun ink event in Eslite. Mm. It's also it's similar to the ink swamp. Thing that Japan always hosts, where people like enthusiasts about inks come together. So mm-hmm. Taiwan just had one called Super Try, and Bechori, who was like this very famous Japanese person who does the fountain pen inks, was there. Um, well, not there, but like he tested it out, and there were a lot of cool Japanese letterpress company that were showcased in that event. And I just it just made me so nostalgic. And I'm like, oh, if I was in Taiwan, that would have been a great little like fix to make up for not being able to travel anywhere and have the taste of Japanese stationery. But we'll make do with what we have. Like a lot of people listening right now, you know, we're all stuck at home and we we rely on these little like infer- like snippets yeah. of happiness through your Instagram lives, through these shopkeepers updates and like through you guys' storytelling of these brands and creators for mm-hmm. us to like feel that little joy and happiness. Yeah. And I'm so happy you you came to the show and we can talk about all these and so share much. with everyone. <laughs> I'm 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 the happiest person <laughs> right now. I had, like, I had this like a little cheating paper right in front of me. <laughs> but I don't know if I could if I did okay. <laughs> you did awesome and I, I love it. I love it so much. I know Japan Post is still you know, the shipping to the U.S. is still not very good, but you worked out a way with FedEx, I think. Yeah, I really hope that the shipping to shipping suspension to U.S. will be lifted soon, mm-hmm. because I said uh, to me the stationary shopping is something that you feel like okay, like I just go to the stationary shop today and find something, and then just get. So like it's more like you know, go back to the stationary shop often, and yeah. then find something each time and then you don't have to spend too much on like on each purchase because each one is like a discovery of one little thing when when i started my online shop there was not so many online stationery shops back Mm -hmm. then and uh, so i registered my i officially registered my shop so i was officially a stationery shop but i only had online Mm -hmm. and when i contacted some stationery makers they said that they can sell their products to online only shop because mm. they uh, they didn't at that time they didn't have a good feeling about online shops because they always compete with the price mm. and, they, and uh, many makers told me that they have a pride in their products so they don't want to see their products being on sale or Be cheapened, you know. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but they see many station, many online shops compete with the price. So they don't like to sell their products to online only shop. So only, I think it was only like Midori and Klasiki who said, okay, mm-hmm. but they made sure that I do not do sale on their products so then um i maybe you know that i don't really do big sales or big discount so instead i do offer the reasonable shipping yes right so you know it's very difficult to do the free shipping for international because the international 
shipping, even with the Japan Post, is expensive mm -hmm. because they charge extra on based on the weight. So you, when you order more, the shipping is more. So I dis I started my shop. Now it's FedEx, so I can't do it. But uh, when it was uh, Japan Post, three dollar ninety. For shipping, I had a meaning meaning for that number, because in Japanese, thirty nine, if you pronounce it in Japanese, it sounds like thank you in Japanese. Three is san, and nine is two. Thank so you. It sounds sounds like thank you. So I have the meaning for that number three dollar ninety. So it's not like you know I chose. Three dollar ninety because of the price, but I have a very strong feeling for this number three dollar ninety. So I really, really want to bring Japan Post back or have some kind of way to have my shipping them yeah. back to three dollar ninety. That's so such I, a lovely story. Yeah, for a long time with three dollar ninety. So now when I had to announce to the world in Mar like in um, June that the shipping to your country by FedEx was like $19. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> but, but it can't be helped. This is just what's happening in the world right now. And for me, I love how fast it was. So like, I remember I ordered, I placed two order and they all came together in like three days or two days. And I was so surprised, yeah. but, but, but yeah, I think I, but then like, you know, in order to offer the um, better shipping fee, mm -hmm. even with the FedEx, because I wanted people to just uh, without hesitation, check the stationery. Oh, this is so cute. I want to buy. That was the, that's the experience that I want yeah. to offer in my shop. But with the $90, I was like, ah! So, yeah, but I really miss that $3.90. It's a very special number for me. And sometimes like, you see some like, you know, design by the Japanese stationery makers with number 30, 39. Mm -hmm. It means that, you know, that's the number for Japanese people to sound like, you know, feel like a thank you. To say so, thank you, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes like you just like thirty nine on the design, and you wonder why this is thirty nine. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know about this, so this is such a great little tidbit about you. And I feel like that's just what kind of what makes you really special. And for all of us who who enjoy coming to your site, like occasionally, and then like finding new things each time. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. And I think our listeners, many of them probably have already shopped from you, probably know you for the past eight years. Definitely appreciate, you know, all the work you put into running the store, keeping it alive for us. who are like, you know, really wanting a little bit of Japan in our yeah, journals. We're so small. I don't know. Like I even, <laughs> I didn't really, Honestly, I didn't understand when you asked me, you wanted me to be on your show because I'm so small and <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> You're one of I, the biggest stationary people out there, um, at least to me. My Instagram, it's only like less than 50 posts or something. <laughs> 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 I, 
And、mm-hmm. every time, oh my gosh, how can I forget this? Every time we open a package from you, it's like unwrapping a very like thoughtful gift from a friend. And so that、Amazing. itself adds to the experience. And this and time I made a different style of the newsletter. Like you know how normally it's a folded paper. Yes. Because I want it to be in that size so that you can slide it into the traveler's notebook, right? <laughs> so, and when I started that newsletter, I had a back of the page、uh, Momo,、uh, Momo loves paper. She was taking that part so she could travel in Tokyo and write about you know Japanese station shops and that. But then now she moved to Canada, so right, yeah. But I wanted that to be go on your regular traveler's notebook. But then actually. After I opened the physical shop, there are some customers who came to the shop with that newsletters in their traveler's notebook. But they say that it's a little like a trouble to open that, you know, hoarded paper、uh-huh. when they're because it's kind of like you know just a hoarded paper. So they just like put it out from the note、right. and look. So then I have always wanted to find a way to. Make it a little easier to carry、mm-hmm. around when you travel in Japan. So, like this time, I this one is this one is in your package that I should <laughs> in my in the order I'm about to receive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice!、Yeah. So it's a smaller pamphlet type, yeah,、like、kind a, of the, book. Yeah, and then the I the version volume one is about our trip to Desperio Labor. So it's more like a my journal, travel journal with some. Pictures. This one is my favorite picture because you know this is the owner of the Sperio Labor.、Uh-huh. Me, and you know I have been when I was there. I was so busy taking pictures. You like、this. totally disregarded the owner. <laughs> looking at me, saying, "When on earth we are going to start the meeting?" Because I was there to talk about our collaboration. <laughs> oh, I was. So busy taking pictures. Oh, this is so nice! Wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. I felt like I would, the, like I would totally be environed in your shoe. I'm probably be the same way. So, so I totally understand that that kind of enthusiasm that kind of overcomes us where、yeah. we see nothing like else like around us, and we were just focused. It, it was like that. that it, I think I have to behave when I go into the stationery shop, but <laughs> when. <laughs> When I went to the Kulatsuki shop,、uh, we had an appointment with the president of the Kulatsuki. So we were supposed to do the meeting first, but then、uh, the, there his office was on the back side of the shop. So, <laughs> which means that you have to go through the shop to go to their the office space. I was about to get missing in <laughs> on the way to the office. <laughs> you just keep getting distracted by all the cool things you see. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all the fun stories! Like、yeah. you know, you think stationary talks are very serious, but in the reality,、yeah. probably everyone's just like busy, like being crazy about the things. Because like I don't really um, because I don't promote a lot, so. I, we many of the customers we have are the repeat customers, so over the time I kind of like a start to feel that I don't I know that person, so because we ordered so like, too many. Yeah, I, I oh like、uh, she's again like she's here again like you know so like when 
I write the newsletter, I feel like this is my personal pen pal news, like a pen pal letter, because I, that's where I started my stationary thing. So that's why this newsletter thing is very important to me that I write. And I, through the newsletter, I try to encourage and hope that somehow I can make that person to get interested in Japan and this make them decide to come back, come to Japan so I can meet them. Like, mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> trying to entice them to come yeah. that, that That's so lovely. And I think that's a great ending to this podcast. You, you really came full circle from the beginning of the journey of go becoming like doing in doing pen pals, starting journals, running a stationary stores. And today you're communicating to everyone around the world, your love for stationary. And then kind of in, in a way you're secretly doing your pen paling thing again with all of this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So people, um, this is a great episode with Ayako from cute things from Japan. You can find her Instagram cute things from Japan. Um, underscore official because we had a little incident like two years ago where her account was hacked by this Arabian princess. That's another story. Like it was hilarious. Like if you look for cute things from Japan, it's like an Arabian like person (laughs) with like complete like Arabic. Like it's it's weird. It's so weird. But you can find her cute things from Japan.com for all her cool little stuff. And I'm so happy you came onto the show. And I think thank everyone you. will very much enjoy listening to your stories. And thank you guys for listening to the Stationery Cafe. And don't forget to support Ayako at Q Things from Japan if you want to. Or just check it out, you know, just for fun. I, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but you might end up with a bill purchase. <laughs> but, but thank you again and have thank a so nice weekend. And I'll see you guys next week. 